Shopware Unplugged is proudly sponsored by Ergonode, modern open-source PIM for the digital transformation era. Ergonode empowers teams which enrich, manage and distribute the product catalogs. Find out more at ergonode.com. This episode is sponsored by Shopworks e-commerce, a global top 10 shopware enterprise partner. Go to shopworks.nl and challenge us to push your boundaries in e-commerce. Welcome to Shopware Unplugged, episode 17. I am Boris, uh, CEO of Strix, uh, Shopware Enterprise Partner. My name is Thomas. I'm owner of Shopware e-commerce, Enterprise Partner in the Netherlands. Good morning, everybody. Uh, welcome. Uh, today on the podcast, we have uh, Paolo Mioni, if I pronounce it uh, correctly. I'm trying to learn uh, uh, Dutch. Now I have to learn Italian. Uh, so forgive me, please, Paolo, if I, if I, if I spell it wrong. Mm, uh, Paolo is uh, founder and CTO of uh, HC uh, IT, um, an agency from Italy, an agency that is focused on front end. So Paolo, we're very happy you found some time uh, for for this talk and discussion today. Uh, hi everybody, and thanks for having me here. It's well, Paolo. Can you tell a little bit more about your story? Story, what uh, HC is doing? Um, you have uh, more focus on the front end. Why front end? Uh, you also name yourself more a digital lab rather than digital agency. Why? Why digital lab? Uh, please, please introduce yourselves and uh, tell a few words about uh, about your agency. So we've been working with under this brand for like almost twenty years, so, and we. Both me and my co-founder, Emanuele, have a, a humanistic background because I have a degree in philosophy. Mm-hmm, and he has okay. one in, in history with a, like a postdoc and like a doctorate in sociology. And then we decided we wanted to do something different from university because university was not very interesting in Italy as a career at the time. And then we, we just went over to whatever was technology. interesting at the time yes technology that's that's i think it, it's actually pretty common uh, yeah. in our generation especially because there was a very wide broad uh, open road at the time and there was lot, lots of room to operate in and so yeah. we started that by we learned a lot of uh, coding and and things and we started with smaller projects then we were pretty lucky and were involved in a very big uh, <clears throat> website for hostel booking, booking engine, yeah. which mm-hmm. we, we started doing like consultancy for. Then we rewrote it from scratch, okay. uh, like lots of years ago, like 15 years ago or something. And yeah. we brought it from like uh, five bookings per day to a top of 1,000, 1,200 bookings per day impressive uh, which was where yeah, for the time was it was like a big success it was a time when why it was also very easy to get the top spot on google or things like that it was like the 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 um, golden age of seo it was much much easier than it is now 
and uh, then the, the the competition hit that that customer uh, because the, the like the, the next uh, two competitors merged and one of them was financed by U2 or something so they had lots and lots of cash to to burn on on the, um, was it Agoda or mm, well let's not name names uh, okay <laughs> talk about the, the the sin but not the sinner or whatever. <laughs> and uh and so basically the the it was like the usual tendency for these kind of markets that you always there can be only one like in highlander you know um usually the the the, the first one in line gets um, lots of the market and then the the 2008 uh crisis struck uh with some delay and in the meanwhile, uh, we, we were, had been working mostly for them for a long time. And uh, in the meanwhile, we had diversified into standard e-commerce. We had a few clients like that. And we had our own e-commerce platform, which was written by ourselves in PHP and things like that. And we also diversified a lot in uh, working for the bigger uh, agencies uh, uh, in Italy and then doing mm -hmm. like being part of, of, of uh, of bigger teams, like we are not a very big agency, we were under 10 people, and uh, but we, we often join uh, agencies on very big projects by specializing in, in parts of the development. Sometimes it's Symfony PHP, very often it's front-end, etc. One of the things I've uh, personally done was designing the front-end uh, framework for for the current maserati website we yes, did a lot of them i don't know if you if you've heard of our podcast but uh yeah we, me and thomas we're crazy about cars so uh of course we uh we want to talk with you about uh, your experiences with shopware and headless project you've done but yeah maserati is the project where i believe more interested personally <laughs> yeah, both uh, two of us uh so we can we can talk a little bit about it, but before we go to Maserati or Shopware, uh, can you tell me so because it's a great case that you don't have a technical background. So how does it help uh, with all this, um, you know, uh, philosophical, so more social uh, um, education when you enter into technology, into nerds uh, and the guys who completely see the world uh, in a different uh, in a different way? Is it helping? Is it a good was it a good idea for you to you know to completely switch the the business um, and comparing to your education? Well. Uh... The advantage of philosophy, uh, I can speak for myself, is that once you've read some texts in philosophy and understood them maybe in German, then a, 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 an IT manual is, is easy stuff. <laughs> so it's, uh, <laughs> That's true. So it's, uh, once you've gone through Hegel or Nietzsche or Kant, then... Uh, it's Reading a, a shopper uh, documentation yeah. is a piece of cake. Uh. Yes, if it's, if it's, a, if it's a good docs, uh, it's, uh, it's easy. And, and also, uh, IT, well, IT stuff is logic. It's not, um, mm, I mean, it's not uh, quantum physics. It's yeah. logic. Mm -hmm. It's 98% logic unless you have to do very complex uh, mapping calculations like the, the, the cosine of stuff and uh, or uh, like write uh, artificial intelligence but most of it is basic, basic logic and and knowing having a background in logic is obviously useful sure that's 
that's true. Okay, so can you tell us more about the Maserati? Because that's the hot topic here. Before we jump jump into jump jump into um, shopware, so uh, you, you've done some reconfigurator for Maserati. So it's also logic uh, how to choose the car, uh, select all the options. It's, it's a car. Well, we we, we did uh, the um, the uh, first. You like did a, a test drive. Like, give us five cars <laughs> to test it. Very good. <laughs> I did, a, I, did a, I did a factory tour. That's uh, <laughs> I didn't do a test drive. Uh, right. I, I'm, I'm not actually a, much of a car buff, by the way. I'm, I'm okay. much more of a guitar guy. Yeah. So, okay. uh, but um, well, we we, we were uh, brought into by 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 a very big a KQA, which it's, it's um, yeah. a worldwide agency. We worked for their Italian for, for an Italian subsidiary, uh, yeah. which mm-hmm. is now been totally absorbed. And uh, on that project, we, we've been working for almost seven or eight years. So they, they actually know about us personally, like, you know, the guys in, in the company. And they've seen me, I think they've seen too much of me in, in, in the years. And we first did the, um, ho- the whole front end for, 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 for the international website at the beginning, including okay. the framework, because it was... A time when uh, people were using like uh, Pug and Gulp, uh, and Gulp was that slow. It was extremely slow. So I, uh, we did something with PHP, which was much much faster at the time to compile uh, S, uh, CSS, SAS, or and, yeah. and JavaScript and a component system. And they they're gonna uh, they, they they're using it right now, but they're gonna remove it. Uh, I think this year or next year. Or something, but they've been using it for for, for a long time. And then uh, they switched agencies, and we're still working on a view-based uh, car locator. That's something I'm still working on. Cool. And, so it's a great, and, it's, it's a great, it's a great reference. Okay, uh, you mentioned view, so I think we can jump uh, to the to the main topic. I think you are one of the first agency, if not the first agency. Who went live with uh, Shopper Six uh, project uh, with um, PWA um, uh, front end on, on Shopware uh, on View? Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about uh, about this case because I think that's something that might be an interesting for agency and the customers. Uh, you know, like a first line um, experiences with uh, Shopware PWA. So the rationale bit. For choosing the software was uh, the customer wanted to make an impact, mm-hmm. wanted to make a very um, top of the line website because we, we, you're launching in uh, e-commerce today. You need uh, to be something di- different from from everybody else because the uh, mm, so very often every like e-commerce websites are very similar to each other, which is positive in terms of uh, everybody know how knows how the how to add things to the cart, how to add things to their favorite uh, basket, how mm-hmm. to pay with the credit card where the buttons are. So like it's like the infrastructure is has been standardized. Uh, all the doors open the same direction. Yeah. All the handles are the same, and, and then you go, out, you enter from the door, and you don't go out from the window. It's like the infrastructure of e-commerce has standardized. I, when yeah. we started, it was like it was partly being invented. I've seen some things coming, like be, mm-hmm. being done first by Amazon, like the I don't know, hover intent on on big on big menus or 
or some JavaScript tricks that, 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 that weren't there in the first place. And, and so one of the reasons to, to choose uh, PWA was um, the, the client wanted a very, 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 very stylish and then a peculiar um, front end. How do mm -hmm. you do that? Animations and things like that. And uh, you do that with Vue or with mm, that kind of reactive framework. That's, mm -hmm. that, that's the way to do it, especially uh, things like um, transitions. One of the vital things about making a big difference in the in user experience, in my opinion, these days is to have uh, seamless transitions between pages. So if you go headless, yeah. Mm -hmm. You um, move um, like it's like you're in an app uh, for the end user. You're not waiting for anything to load. You don't have any disruption of the user flow. Mm -hmm. If the, obviously if transitions are, do, are have been done correctly, and so um, I think that's one of the main points. Like it's this kind of uh, very very important difference between a website mm -hmm. and, and the PWA, a headless PWA, is the is transition between pages because it, it doesn't interrupt the flow. Yeah, yeah. and, and looking the at the Fintacheria website, eh? and um, what I find interesting is, and maybe that's also a bit of your background, because besides the regular e-commerce, like the shopping flow, there's always something to see like when i click on a product page uh, i see this little animation on the loader so i'm 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 constantly i'm my eyes are being like um um uh what's the, what's the word my eyes are being engaged involved engaged and involved yeah so there's still there's always something to see is that also one of the goals of the of the of the product in the end yes the the, the idea was uh mm, Basically, to make as much impact as possible, to make we had a very specific uh, uh, target uh, age uh, group, user group, mm -hmm. um, which is uh, people who, who buy seven, uh, 80s or, or 90s vintage clothing are kids uh, in junior high or at university. They're yeah. fairly young. Because for me, vintage is 60s and 70s, obviously. And, uh, and for, us so, for us too. <laughs> yeah. So that, like the 80s, some of the 80s stuff that, 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 that's fashionable was something I would never have worn when I was a kid uh, at the, in the 80s. It's yeah. a totally different taste in, in clothing, etc. And that target group has been uh, analyzed thoroughly by, that, that's most, mostly Emanuele, um, work my 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 partner in hc and um it was a very very specific uh, analysis of all the trends in terms of uh, preferences and for example all, there's a big theme of uh non-binary lgbt plus uh sensitivity uh all over the website because that that's the how that's how those kids are uh, and yeah. that's how they feel uh, and for example, the the I think that's that's pretty unusual. There's uh, clothes for men and women are mixed. You can uh, choose them uh, by selecting macho or I don't remember the other the opposite. 
uh, or both, uh, because basically most of these kids are will don't care about the um, yeah ladylike or macho yeah oh yeah ladylike or macho ladylike, yeah yes and uh, obviously many clothes like clothing's like I don't know sweaters are are un- unisex we call unisex uh, yeah that, really uh, cool yeah so it's it's not 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 that much of a difference but uh, anyway. And so the, all of these things have been put together, like with the uh, um, film, uh, movie memes, or reference uh, to memes as well, or yeah. real remakes of of existing memes uh, with with the theme for Vintageria. And so uh, my my favorite one is the one about Bojack Horseman, if you find it, because it involves also Venetian dialect. So you, and so it's like Bojack Horseman getting lost, like. In, in Venice, in front of the yeah. of the shop, and then and then somebody asked me, "What are you doing here?" In, in dialect, and so the idea was like to make a very uh, immersive experience because basically uh, you're not selling the clothing, you're selling the lifestyle uh, yeah. too. Uh, you're selling the, the the experience of being something. I mean, it's like it's the basic of other basics of advertising. It's been the basics of advertising for decades, but uh, it's something that's not always there in e-commerce, or maybe it's not easy to do. It's, uh, I mean, it's not, this is not an easy project to do, but uh, because you have to think about all of these uh, details. And but uh, the idea is that people feel as much as home on the website as they do in the shop. The shop is very casual. People have fun. There's great music. And um, and the idea was try to to try and do something that this kind of clientele could uh, identify in. And, and they, they only have one web. They only have one physical store. They have one physical store at the moment. In Venice, yeah. In Venice, yeah. yes. Cool. And can you tell Venice. us uh, because you you started quite early with uh, Shopware Six and um, PWA? Yeah. What what were your experiences? Uh, as uh, so, yeah, as uh, as we got as we got yeah, you already had a good experience with you. Um, but how did you find uh, you know Shopware six uh, maturity and also Shopware PWA maturity for for such an implementation? Well, uh, we ha- have have both uh, people skilled in view and people skilled uh, strongly skilled in PHP and and Symfony and stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, Shopware 6 was uh, very easy once uh, we got the hang of how it was structured. So it's, mm-hmm. it's was well, it, it's pretty well documented, and and it follows uh, uh, Symfony conventions very well. So yeah. our developers were at ease developing with it, and um, I would say I'm not too fond of Symfony by itself. I like Laravel much better. Mm-hmm. But Symfony uh, has this kind of, of structured way of proceeding that once you once it becomes your second nature, then it's it's very useful for um, to follow it and to to yeah. to think in that in that mentality. So it was easy to switch from 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 a standard uh, uh, Symfony websites to to to, to Shopware. Yeah. So we we felt that some 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 plugins were missing for what we needed to do, 
and we developed a lot of those in-house. Like, mm -hmm. uh, uh, I think we counted 15 uh, plugins we did uh, for our internal use. Okay. So okay. And what about what about uh, PWA in general? Yeah, and uh, your experience because many agencies are still afraid of um, Shopper PWA that it's very early stage. Uh, it's something new. It's something you know to to be learned and uh, and understand. And uh, yeah, you were quite brave of you know taking new shopware uh, and new shopware PWA um, for the project. So how do you how do you evaluate it so after the project is live and you have all the experiences and you can look back uh, look back on at this. Well, everybody thinks we're brave, or everybody thinks we're foolish. <laughs> yeah, depends. <laughs> you can have a different definition of it, yeah? Um. Well, uh, I mean, uh, we were confident that we needed to do this. And uh, with PWA, it was a bit more complicated because uh, um, it involved quite a few new concepts um, in terms of uh, the composition API. And mm -hmm. it was better, so lots of things weren't there and were being developed at the moment. So some of my guys uh, kept in touch with the um, front team and mm -hmm. got hints from them. All right, yeah. And uh, s some things uh, weren't there uh, the way we wanted them, neither uh, in Shopware nor in PWA, like the categories menu and uh, the, the filters. We did the filters uh, completely internally, like the, all of the ladylike and the useless filter. And the useless, useless filter is my, is my favorite. Uh, it's the one where you select yeah. the models by mask. <laughs> and uh, in we did that by ourselves. But since we had experience with very complicated um, uh, view platforms, projects, uh, projects mm -hmm. and and uh, it was not uh, too difficult. But uh, I trusted my team and I know my guys, and and, and it's uh, it was very uh, a weird period because we we developed it during the the COVID crisis, so everything was like uh, like like a very weird situation. But uh, nevertheless, it's. Um, it worked fine with, uh, and mm, I think the major difficulty with ha we had uh, at some point was uh, with with memory leaks, mm -hmm. because yeah. it's typical of um, of uh, the, this kind of big applications on on uh, Next uh, Node, especially that that uh, if you like we, with PHP every every like every thread is by itself and. If you have some excess memory used, then it, it's, it dies, and when it, once you close the script, then nothing happens. In Node, uh, it was like going back in time for us. With like, we always uh, work with PHP servers and not Java. But I always remember like working with other companies with Java, and then oh, something's wrong with the memory, and it's gonna pile up, and, and, and like Tomcat going down uh, every one, once in a while. This never happens. Almost never happens with PHP. Usually. Very big PHP sites go down because of a bottleneck in database or things like that. Yeah, true. Um, yeah. And true. and we note you're back at that 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 original uh, Apache Tomcat uh, uh, or out of memory thing, mm -hmm. and you have to be very careful about that. And we, we had a, a memory leak, and it was very difficult to hunt down. 
and we had to like do serious debugging like uh, at different stages uh, and figuring out that it wasn't uh, Shopper PWA's fault. It wasn't mm -hmm. theirs because we we managed to isolate our code from theirs and and check that that the one the the code the code that we inherited from them had, didn't have any. Mm -hmm. And uh, we went through every like uh, function, every uh, hook, every um, uh, set interval thing, uh, every, <laughs> every single uh, request for. Wow. And yeah. then so this is where you are brave. Yeah. <laughs> we couldn't find it anywhere. And it, in the end, it was uh, like the stupidest mistake it was. Uh, we're not still not sure, but when we changed that, it it, it went away. It was like that we had uh, one of our guys had included two uh, like a whole uh, a whole set of 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 uh, PixieJS effects. Uh, yeah. PixieJS is a library for front end effects, and we, which we used only on the homepage. And we were optimizing uh, while we were optimizing for performance. We went uh, through that and found, OK, we only need this filter, but we are including all of them. Let's remove them. And suddenly, the memory leak went away. Wow. So it was probably some kind of uh, weird, uh, I don't know, interaction of, of something with something else. Yeah. Um, yeah. Most likely, or maybe some filter, because the, it's. I, I tried to, to fi figure out what, what, could have, what could have happened, like what, what could the Pixie do? To create a memory leak, I don't know. Maybe there was some filter that wasn't perfect, and yeah, usually sure. you don't use it in this context because basically the problem with memory leaks is not uh, on the front end because the browser will sooner unless it's huge, the browser some at some point will close the window and all of the piled up memory will be freed. But on yeah. the server side, mm -hmm. when you server side rendering, that's where the problem happens because you, that's always on. And obviously, I don't think Pixies has been designed to, to run in that context or tested to run in that context. Yeah. Okay. So I don't remember if it was removed from server-side rendering or pushed to uh, loaded at the latest state or whatever, or or just the, the, the filters were removed, something like that. That was the mystical thing, the momentum where we said, okay, what what the hell do we do now? Yeah. <laughs> because the server was 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 having problems with with uh, with medium loads, and so. And how yeah. do you handle updates from uh, View Storefront? Is is that something? Is well, uh, when you do a very very custom projects, you plan uh, updates on a regular on a regular basis, but not. Mm -hmm every 15 minutes because you cannot do that and it's yeah, like sure. so when you strongly extend uh, a platform um, it's uh, you, you try to do security fixes uh, mm -hmm. you look at every security uh, there's a very security update and see if it impacts you and then decide whether to, to deploy the code or not because there are many cases in which you you're not impacted at all or there are minor mm -hmm. fixes or the use case is not is not there for you at all uh, cool. And looking like, from the commercial side of business, is is this the the Vinceria case? Did it really put your name uh, on the shopware uh, map? Did, did, are you being approached by a lot of new brands now, or what's the impact? We we had interesting approaches from all over the world lately. Like really from, cool. From the US, from from and uh, from 
Netherlands, Lithuania. <laughs> no, no, Netherlands not Poland, but from uh, like uh, cold call really cool. from US companies is a nice thing because we also won an AWW award on that website. Yeah. Which we wasn't that we didn't advertise it much because it was like on Easter Day and and but we're gonna do it like right now yeah. next few days. Oof. But that, that was the purpose of the thing. I mean, like uh, uh, after, for example, after the the world, we we saw a peak in sales, uh, and uh, and one of the purposes of the, this website was let's let's make as much noise as we can. Really because cool. That's Congratulations! You did a good job. Yeah, and yep. can you share with us, because I assume you had some timeline and some schedule, um, choosing new technology is always risky because you can have a delay on, for example, solving the problems like you had with uh, memory leaks. Uh, did you get a big uh, delay in, in delivery because you had to learn everything? Uh, if, of course, it's okay for you to share this type of this type of information for any agencies as well as the customers who will decide to go with uh, with PWA, what they could expect. Well, we uh, I think that the time, the original timeline was completely mm, thrown out of the window because of mm-hmm. uh, of the COVID. So it's mm-hmm. very difficult to to say what would have happened uh, in, in in a normal state. Uh, mm-hmm. mm, we we were uh, I think we had a delay of a couple of weeks, something mm-hmm. at the at the late uh, last moment. But uh, I, I've never seen an e-commerce project uh, delete, like start exactly the the right date unless there's a, like this huge campaign, like with very very major brands. Then you have like the, this huge coordinated uh, uh, worldwide campaign. Then it's different. But usually in those cases, you try to plan it very well in advance with like uh, two months free for for accidents or things like that. Yeah. So for well, smaller for projects, our experiences in in such cases, you just reduce features and you go live without something. But you yeah. you have to go live on, on time. Yeah. Of course, that's different. That's yeah. a different stories. And uh, how would you define from those experiences like a perfect project for you know Shopware six and PWAs uh, nowadays? Because uh, yes, uh, Vintageria, it's a very specific. Uh, there was a very specific goal. Yeah. To to be different, to have something, uh, uh, you know, amazing, uh, to get uh, exactly uh, an award. So, how would you how would you define the perfect project for uh, for Shopware six and PWA, and also a perfect agency? Like, what kind of you know skills the agency should have to uh, to handle the project? So basically, um, well. Uh, I mean, I don't think I have a crystal ball to know what the future looks like and what, what mm-hmm. the, and I don't think I have like the perfect pulse of the market because so many things are happening these days that, True. but what I think is uh, that um, probably PWA might become some sort of standard because I see too many advantages in it. Uh, one is mm-hmm. separating head from body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, meaning that uh, you can switch to headless system um, anytime and then upgrade. You can also separate concerns, meaning you can have like a specialized uh, a shopware agency for the background. 
uh, from the mm -hmm. back end um, from the body let's say mm -hmm. and you can have a, 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 a an agency specializing in front end for for the head which is mm -hmm. useful for very big projects because one of the uh, challenges of this kind of projects that you have you need to have an agency that's uh, that has both skills mm -hmm. and uh, at the same time you have to have the right people in some respects we were lucky because the, we we decided that we need to do something uh, of this kind what the technologies are there and we asked for advice from uh, OneDrop which is a company uh, from Regensburg in, in Germany who are shopper partners as well and have got a great team of people like great uh, CTO who is Hans and and uh, Robert was the um, owner are both friends of mine and we asked yep. for advice from them they said uh, well pwa is a good idea and mm -hmm. um and luckily um view storefront is it was written in view and we know view very well we don't know react very well so if it had been mm -hmm. react it would have been different because we we've worked with react but not much mm -hmm. uh, we've we work with you and we started working with Svelte uh, for for smaller projects uh, we, and and uh, we were also lucky because Shopware decided to 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 do the, this new version completely based on Symfony and so I knew that if that it was based on Symfony it would have some degree of stability there there was somebody sensible as a CTO to make that choice yeah and say if uh if because it, it was a very sensible choice to make so let's say let's base our new version on on symphony and so mm -hmm. that, that gave me a, a a degree of trust uh mm -hmm. on on that platform so one of the difficult things for an agency i think to do this kind of projects that you have to have both kind of developers both kinds mm -hmm. of developers and uh, it's not very easy to find them or to have uh, like a uh, for a big project in the team of mm, at least a couple of people per side uh, mm -hmm. or people who can do uh, full stack yeah. full stack yes yeah yeah but uh, in in our experience since we working with big agencies you get any sort of thing it's like not you know that you're never in a comfort zone so my my our staff is trained it's like likes to, to not to be in the comfort zone and to try new things and um, and so it's uh, it was an interesting experience sometimes we get bored when we do the same thing <laughs> the time um, yeah. which can be positive or negative depends because you know there are people who capitalize and make big bucks on doing the same things all the time <laughs> yeah but yeah. uh, uh, it depends on on your outlook uh, on life, maybe on on the job or yeah, things like that. And is the next well, uh, the next showcase is uh, is around the corner, or are you working on some new, which will blow us away again, or? It will take long time to do something that blows <laughs> people's mind like that one. No, uh, I I don't think uh, the, uh, at the moment we have lots of work, but uh, nothing of that kind at the moment. Yet. Yeah. yeah, that's really unique. What happens? Yeah, and looking and looking also because you said about your crystal ball. Uh, so if we could look to your crystal ball, um, 
So what do you think is the future of this uh, looking at the commerce architecture? Are we really going to switch in more to like uh, composable commerce with all the microservices, uh, headless front-ends, uh, fully focused, you know, platform focused on, on backend? What do you think will be the direction? Because you, you already mentioned that um, you see a big, a big advantages of uh, headless. Uh, so do you think that everything else will also go into this uh, composable commerce uh, uh, direction? Well, uh, I don't know about that because uh, um, the separation between head and body is pretty, uh, seems very uh, straightforward and, and natural to me, especially given the different technologies you're using. Because mm -hmm. basically the head code could also be uh, uh, an app. Mm, for a store, mm -hmm. that's a very natural separation. An app for a store doesn't have the the backend logic in itself. So the, all of this concept of of a PWA and uh, had uh, and splitting the application between um, headless, uh, like head and body, is li like a default line between mm -hmm. um, uh, two areas that were already separated for example in 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 um, mobile apps and so mm -hmm. probably that's where it come comes from i'm not very familiar uh with the whole world of mobile apps because we never went in there because it was really too much what was happening at our place was already it was already too much to, to to be start getting involved in apps but uh we always know about the those from friends and colleagues and and uh, and we always keep, keep up to date with things but uh, it, it depends because once uh, if, if something gets too modular uh, mm -hmm. sometimes it's difficult to keep it together I'm not yes. I'm not so sure that that, that there are other uh, separations that are so uh, that makes so much sense. There was already a separation between, like the possibility of head and body, and then uh, there's a strong separation between the the backend and the CRM part of business. That that it's already a, a third part, which is I see playing in all big uh, uh, company structures that you have. Like you have the the guys from 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 the server, the guys from from doing the front end, and the guys doing the CRM stuff. Or uh, let's not name brands, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And th that's already another thing. Once uh, when, what you see in 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 big which, what I could see in, in very big companies in the last few years that this uh, separation of concerns between very very many different companies or specializing in different things can be very positive because they're very good at it and, mm -hmm. and because they have the technology that's specializing in it and does more things and etc etc but then it's, uh, um, it's it can get more and more difficult to keep things together uh, and keep things working uh, in the same direction in some respects because you basically have uh, three brains that need to work together and the more you split things the more brains you have and you become like dinosaur with not with two brains but with three four five and uh, my experience with that whole project of a booking system was that uh, it was useful if a couple of people had everything in mind most mm -hmm. 
things in mind that had a big picture. And otherwise, it can become with like modern medicine, where every uh, doctor is a specialist. And if you have somebody who's really sick, you get a, a specialist for seven different organs, but nobody's seen the, the big picture. Nobody says, uh, there's nobody there to say, okay, the medicine you're giving this person for uh, the, the liver problem are not good for the stomach problem. Yes, uh, because the yes, stomach specialist is, is giving something and the liver specialist is doing something and they don't talk with each other. And maybe they don't like each other, maybe they hate each other, maybe they work against each other on the patient's yeah. skin. And that, that's all, that often happens uh, in... I've seen that happen a lot in big companies that you have like this kind of feuds between different companies working on different PCs. And, and, uh, and also coming from, you know, different background with different experiences. And yeah, you're right that many cases there is like, uh, you know, uh, a kind of internal competition, uh, but not a good competition, but a bad type of competition. You're saying, okay, it's not our fault. It's the other one, uh, technology fault. Yeah. And, uh, and the other one is blaming each other. Yeah, and and the one of the big problems with with e-commerce that I think the biggest problem is with e-commerce specifically because when thing, when things go shitty, like was something else very very wrong, who's who's in charge? And yes. and you you have to have somebody at the center who says I'm in charge, technically, mm-hmm. and uh, I will be the Mr. Wolf of the situation who will. Uh, solve things uh, and then sort out things. Uh, and uh, th- this should be one company who does this, in my opinion. One company or, uh, I don't know, uh, a team, uh, a team of, of consultants from maybe from different companies, but something, somebody that works together has some kind of connection, personal connection as well. Uh, because then if you, you have like have a group of professionals with mutual, tr- mutual trust, and and common uh, interests, yeah, common grounds, yeah. Because if sure. you don't have to, if you don't have a shared interest and if you don't understand each other, then you're not working. Uh, you won't be working as a team, and you won't be able to take responsibility for a project. Yes, that's true. That's uh, that's true. Uh, Paolo, just coming uh, coming to the end. Uh, as with any of our guests, uh, we have a five honest question uh, for you. Okay. Uh, um, so the, the idea of the question is like to ask you if you like skiing or snowboarding, uh, giving you only like two, three seconds for an answer. Uh, so first thing that comes to your mind, um, and then we ask you why you why you decided uh, uh, one option just to better understand uh, the option. Uh, so you you talked uh, uh, about guitars. So the first question would be classic or electric guitar. Electric guitar all the way. <laughs> okay. And why, why take electric much time, guitar? Yeah. Well, I've got I've got uh, five electric guitars, and my wife has got one classical guitar. So okay. <laughs> you win. You win. I, li- yeah. I like I like making noise. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And uh, pizza or pasta? Well, that's a difficult one. I yeah. would say pasta. Pasta. Okay. okay. And what's your, which is your favorite? Uh, well, there are several. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's why one of the reasons because it's much more varied than, than pizza mm-hmm. because pizza you have, you change the ingredients on top but it's basically yeah. the same thing. Pasta can be um, 20, 40. If you go around Italy, it's uh, it's impressive that you have like this all these local different varieties of pasta and all these kind of yeah. recipes. 
this Sunday I did something which is bigoli in salsa. Bigoli is a kind of spaghetti, but with eggs. So they're round and they're, they're like they're, they're not straight. And uh, yeah, like, even when before you cook them, like they're different. Yeah. No, no, they're like um, I don't know. They, they have different consistency. And with uh, con salsa, I mean with sauce. Yeah, it's a traditional uh, recipe from Venice, which is basically uh, onions and anchovies. Anchovies like the, of the of the mm-hmm. um, uh, like the, not fresh ones, the ones yeah. and which you could, that you keep in oil and things. And it's very very simple things, but it's like it's very very good and very easy to do. So uh, I had a friend that uh, for lunch and it was fantastic. Cool. He he liked it. At, uh, that's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> that's I think what we are missing because of COVID. You know, last uh, summer and I hope this summer will be better than we cannot travel south. Yeah, and uh, uh, we cannot taste Italian food, uh, south of France wine, Spanish, you know, uh, stuff. So it's a it's a it's, it's a big challenge. Okay, we talked a little bit about car, but we have to ask you about car. So Maserati from Italy or Porsche from Germany? I like Maseratis much better because they like the looks better. I think the when I, I'm not a car buff at all, but when yeah. uh, I, I, they told me, are you going, you're going, you're going to work on this one? I said, well, yes, and uh, because they have the, the, the kind of all-time ch- charm in some respect, the, the, the long tradition. I like the the brand a lot, like the the the, the like the Sada Trident sign, and all yeah. the the new cars uh, since the the the, the they made their mega relaunch are very very stylish and sport sport like at the same time. They're mm-hmm. very elegant, but they're also very aggressive, and it's a very difficult balance to keep. And um, and there's lots of great design going in 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 there, and so yeah. I, I really actually like. Uh, uh, sincerely, I'm not the very good at telling lies. Uh, I really, really like their range. Uh, they look very, very, very good. Yeah. And no, they didn't give him one, give me a discount on on, on a Maserati, and they did not give one for free to me. He said that's what everybody asks <laughs> to everybody in the team <laughs> that, that 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 has worked or works for for that. that. Did you did you get free one? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, and then that's uh, Pavarotti or Bocelli. Oh, neither. Neither. I, w- I would say, but if I have to say one, I would say Pavarotti because I know yeah. he could he could sing, re- seriously sing. Yeah. And Bocelli is more of a uh, of Which? a light uh, tenor that pretends to be singing opera, but he's not a real opera singer. And uh, but they're both. They're, I don't know. Um, I don't like the kind of singing at all. By the way. Maybe it's, it's, oh. it's yeah. Okay. Thank you. Last one for Boris. Yeah, the last one. Let's 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 finish with some technical question because in a way you're a CTO, uh, but through Italian. So I think those other questions <laughs> will just to bring us back a little bit of Italian uh, style. So uh, cloud or on premise? Mm-hmm. We we know how to ask a tough question. Cloud these days, but some things we keep on premise. Okay. Hybrid. Okay. Hybrid. Yes. Great. Just like the cars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like cars, yes. Hybrid cars. Everybody's in hybrid cars now. Yeah, right. Cool, Paolo. Cool. Yeah. Paolo, thank you for your time. Uh, for all those who are listening, if you like this uh, episode, please give us uh, five stars. Uh, if you know anyone who would uh, find it useful, please uh, share it and uh, stay with us for the, uh, for the next episodes. Thank you. Thank you very much, guys.
Thank you much, Paolo. Ciao, ciao. Bye. Shopware Unplugged is proudly sponsored by Ergonaut, modern open source PIM for the digital transformation era. Ergonaut empowers teams which enrich, manage, and distribute the product catalogs. Find out more at ergonaut.com. This episode is sponsored by Shopworks e-commerce, a global top 10 shopware enterprise partner. Go to shopworks.nl and challenge us to push your boundaries in e-commerce.